I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 587 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got an incredible guest for you guys today. Bernard Carrick joins me on First Class Fatherhood today. Bernard Carrick served as the 40th commissioner of the New York City Police Department. Before that, he was the commissioner of the New York City Department of Correction. Carrick was appointed to the NYPD commissioner spot by Mayor Rudy Giuliani, whose policies led to the largest drop in crime and murder in the city's history. Bernard Carrick has received 30 New York City Police Department medals for excellence and heroic service, including the New York City Police Department Medal for Valor, the third highest award in the NYPD. He has seen it all. He has rescued people from burning buildings, been stabbed, shot at, saved his partner who was wounded in a gun battle. He survived the 9-11 terrorist attacks, seized tons of cocaine and millions of dollars in drug proceeds from the cartels. He's brought cop killers, Colombian drug lords, and Iraqi terrorists to justice. He's also a New York Times bestselling author and, of course, a first-class father all the way. I was honored to sit down with Bernard Carrick at CPAC down in Orlando, Florida. Our interview is coming straight ahead. Please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Bernard Carrick was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the former NYPD commissioner, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And obviously, Commissioner Carrick and Mayor Rudy Giuliani will always be remembered for their strong leadership during and after the attacks on September 11th. I had the honor of interviewing America's mayor himself, Rudy Giuliani, right here on First Class Fatherhood. So if you enjoyed today's interview, please go through the archives of the show and check that one out as well. And don't forget, right now, my new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, is now available for pre-order over on Amazon. I would greatly appreciate it if you could help me out, pre-order the book, let your friends and neighbors know, any father or father figure that's in your life, let them know about the pre-order of the book. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Be sure you follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the upcoming guest announcements. I'm also now on TikTok, at Alec Lace. I'm posting some of the short clips of these interviews over on TikTok, so hit me with a follow over there, at Alec Lace. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit me with a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Bernard Carrick. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, live at CPAC here, joined by First Class Father Bernard Carrick. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old? I got four, 47, 36, 21, and 19. I got, I got four myself. What's the denomination there? That's... Um, Three girls, one boy. My uh, my two youngest daughters. One is twenty one. She's a senior in Michigan State. This year she graduates in May. And um, I have a daughter that's in her second year at American University in DC. Um, my oldest daughter is in lives in Georgia. Um, a housewife. And um, my son is a detective. He's a team leader on Newark Police Department SWAT team in Newark, New Jersey. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I got my four. I got three boys and then the girl on the fourth try. So I got it the reverse of you there. So yeah. um, so take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey then. About how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? 
Listen, my my first uh, my first uh, in my life, I was twenty years old, and it was uh, it was a rough time for me. I was in the military. Um, I didn't get to see my daughter for many years. We came together later, you know, and it's uh, it's been great ever since. My my kids are extremely close to all of them. My son. You know, you talked about guys having best friends. You know, my best friend uh, as a man um, is my son. You know, he's my my closest friend, my confidant, my uh, you know, I you know, I live vicariously through him. You know, I ran the NYPD. Today, he's in a, a very high intensity job in the Newark Police Department. Um, you know. I live vicariously through him for two reasons. One, he's got the same job I did at his age, and two, he's got a lot more hair. He looks a lot better than I do since. You know, I, I want that. Um, and my youngest daughters are my, you know, they're my hearts. They're, uh, you know, they're sort of what they live for, right? Um, you live for your kids. You know, everything you do, everything I do, everything I think about is for my kids, for their future. So, uh, they're great. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, some parts of Newark could be like a, uh, a war zone itself over there. Well, so. Newark's, Newark's like, um, you know, it's kind of like when people ask me what's that, like Vietnam without grass. It's a rough place to be a cop. Um, they have, uh, you know, over the last few years, they've really taken an active role in reducing crime, uh, getting it done, but it's still a really rough place. And he's on their SWAT team, so he's. He's had some really uh, close calls, uh, you know, uh, been involved in a number of shootings, uh, you know, when he was on the job. But um, he's good at his job, obviously, what the position he is. And I'm very proud of him. Yeah, I'll tell you, just I drive a lot of Uber on the weekends and stuff. I've dr- driven a lot of taxi uh, before that in Newark and on the weekends, Friday, Saturday nights. And it's like whenever I do that, when I'm in places like Newark, I always, whenever I see a cop car, I always make a mental note of what street I seen that cop on. So I know if I need to, I can circle right over there and get to him, you know. So, uh, yeah, not a great place for Uber drivers either on a Friday night. But uh, what, now you, you said now your son following in your footsteps. What what about a disciplinarian? Now, now obviously, running the NYPD, you got to be a disciplined individual to do that. But what, what kind of disciplinarian were you as a father with your kids growing up? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Honestly, it's not. Um, and I think this is where a lot of parents lack today. Um, you know, I'm, I was, I am, uh, I think, I'm extremely firm with the kids, right? But I will tell you, I say that, I say I'm firm with my kids. I'm firm with my son, I was. Right? He's a man now, he's got three of his own kids. I was extremely firm, right? Very aggressive. Sit up, get your hands off the table, pull up your pangas. You know, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, with my daughters, I'm the same, but it's different. You know, if my two youngest daughters, if they get, if they have a teardrop in their eye, I'm with, you know, what do you want? You know, I'll buy you a call. I'll, you know, whatever you want, I'm going to give you. Um, I still stay on top of them. Um, but for me, you know, Girls are different than boys. Uh, it's harder for me to discipline my daughters than it was to discipline my son. My son was easy. Do what I say or else you're losing this A, B, C, D. With the girls, 
I could say it, and in 10 minutes, I give up. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I, I think parents, the key behind being a successful parent today, one, know who your kids are hanging out with, right? Who are your kids hanging out with? Good kids, bad kids. Stay away from the bad kids. Um, discipline your kids when they need it. But at all times, your kids have to know that they're loved. You know, I'm very firm, but I'm fair. You know, my kids know at all times, no matter how angry I would get, no matter how upset I am, they know, you know what, my dad loves me to death. Yeah, awesome. And I'll tell you what, uh, one of the things... One of the things I focus on my podcast a lot is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in the country. we got so many kids are growing up without a father, without a father figure, and it's creating a havoc in our society. Former police officer, son is in the game now. Dude, all the statistics are showing that the kids that are growing up with no... It's not to say that a single mom can't do it and they're not working miracles, but it's not to say every kid is, that grows up without a dad is going to end up in prison, but the majority of kids in prison are coming from fatherless households. Does that hold water to what you've seen on the street and what your son's seeing out there? Yeah, it does. It does. And look, I, I give single moms a lot of credit. You know, being a mother in general is a hard job. You know, uh, it's a rough job. It's, it's uh, you know, it's an unappreciated job at times. Uh, but the bottom line is, single households, your boys, especially boys, don't have a father figure. Um, you know, where are they going? They're going to the streets. Who they're listening to? Who's their mentors? You know, street drivers, you know, other guys in the streets. If they don't have a father figure to stay on top of them, to watch them, to guide them, to mentor them, to teach them, um, you know, they're off and running. And they're off and running with the wrong crowd. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So it's, um, it does hurt society. It does. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, every expert will tell you the same thing. We've got to do more. Yeah, and it seems like we're trying to solve all these other social issues, but I don't think unless we solve that that issue of strengthening our family units and getting more dads in the home and involved, I don't. I think we're just running around in circles with all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm telling you, you know, look, I ran Rikers Island before I was the New York City Police Commissioner. I ran Rikers Island. You know, we had 133,000 admissions a year coming to the system. It's the largest jail system in the United States at the time. Uh, I can tell you that the guys that came in, you know, a lot of those guys never went home. They wound up staying in prison. They had two, three kids on the outside. Where are those kids going? Who's teaching? Um, and, and I also think, I honestly believe this is something that the courts could be more uh, cognizant of, right? This is something that judges, when they're sentencing, well, should pay more attention to. You know, if you have a you have a young guy that has a kid on that side making a mistake, and you think there's a chance that he can he can go back into society and do better, or you can give him a shot, give him a second chance where he can be with his kids, you know what? Take that shot, give him a second chance. If it's not a violent crime, it's a first time low level offense. You know, I'm all for giving people a second chance because by giving that guy a second chance. You, you may be taking care of the kid that's out there waiting for and, um, and that's something that has to be thought about first. Yeah, because it's almost as if you're sentencing this guy, you're also sentencing the kid as you well. Sent, you sense the family. Right. Not only the kids, but the family in general. It's, it's a, 
you know, and if, and if you, you hit these young kids with felonies today, you know, on a first-time, low-level, non-violent offense, if it's a felony, the kid's doomed. Guys doomed, right? It's a lifelong, you know, punishment. It's never going away. Until the day he dies, he's going to suffer the consequences of that felony, and so does his family. So, uh, you know, when we talk about criminal justice reform, criminal justice reform should not be letting everybody out of jail like, like they do, you know, in, in the Democratic side of the aisle today. The criminal justice reform should really be good guys but make mistakes. You know what? Give me a second chance. Bad guys that do bad things, violent crimes, things like that. You know what? Lock them up, play away the key. I don't care. But, you know, I think there has to be more second chances. Yeah, we've seen this going on in New York just last week in Times Square. This guy just sucker punched a four-year-old kid. And it's like, this isn't a guy that was like his first time. This guy's 30, 40, 50 arrests. Yeah, you know, the way, it, the way it works today, that guy, they'll continue to let out. Right. That guy, they'll continue to let out. You know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, when you, you think the criminal justice system today, it's a mess. It's a mess. President Trump instituted the First Step Act, um, did a bunch of great things on criminal justice. The Democrats, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they're thinking now, but they're like annihilating the system. They're letting bad people, really bad people, out of jail. You know, the laws in New York City now, 83% of the people that's arrested on burn charges are released immediately back into the streets. That's insane. Wow. That's insane. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I would just think too. It's like you, you see this as a parent, and you—I don't understand. No matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, the, the phrase "defund the police." I don't see how any parent could get behind that, knowing that your kids are out there on the street or out there doing. How could you get behind something like that as a parent? It sounded like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, you know what? The parents don't get right. It's it's the radical, these radical leftists that's that's pushing this stuff. Parents, anybody that hasn't tried. Anybody that lives in a community where they want it to be bought by, you're never going to do that. You want as many cops in your community as you can get. In New York City, when Giuliani and I wound up leaving office with about a 65% reduction in violent crime, a 70% reduction in murder, in the black communities where the violent crime is the highest, those reductions in murder were almost 80%. They benefited the reductions more than any other group, any other community. Okay, you think they wanted to fund the police and go back to where they were, where they were having 2,200 murders in a year? Yeah, it just it doesn't even sound like it even has to be a political thing. It just sounds like it's so stupid. It's, it's common just, sense. Yes, 100%. It's a matter of common sense. Well, what's next for you? Are you speaking here at CPAC today? What's the message you're bringing to CPAC? And what's next for you? What kind of goals you got coming up? Some of the things I've talked about here, election integrity. You know, I ran the investigative side of the, the legal team for the president. Um, I saw things in the 2020 election that shortly never happened. And that's what I'm trying to push here and make people understand. Um, and then looking to see what's going to happen in 2022. Very cool. Last thing I want to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um... And I, I think I learned this in the aftermath of 9-11. Don't take anything for granted. Live every day as if it's your last. 
Um, you know, make sure you let your loved ones know you care and love them um, every day. You know, never leave your house angry. Never let your kids go to school angry, upset. You know, these are things that I've learned as a cop. And, um, you know, in the aftermath of my living, so a lot of people went to work that day. You know, maybe they didn't give their kids a kiss goodbye. Maybe they didn't say goodbye. Maybe they didn't, they didn't have good words when they left. I've tried in my lifetime, and I've told everybody that you know, I've had 70,000 cops and correction officers that work for me. I always tell them the same thing. Never leave your house without a piss and have your car. And let your kids know you love them. Because if you don't come home, you want that to be the last thing they Wow, yeah. Very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, you're a first-class father all the way. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time here, first-class father. Thank you. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Bernard Carrick for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget, First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads is now available over on Amazon.com. Link is in the show notes of today's podcast episode. You can greatly help out by supporting the podcast by pre-ordering a copy of the book that's now available. Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram for all the upcoming guest announcements. And now, First Class Fatherhood, available on TikTok. Follow me over there, at Alec Lace. I would appreciate it. That's all I got for you guys today. I am Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are First Class Fathers. Thank you.